live and local on AM 770 KTTH. Your independent conservative host, Todd Herman, welcomes you to The Todd Herman Show. Indeed it is the day the Lord has made is a gift to us, an opportunity for us to rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. These are the times in which God has decided we will live because of the times, the time of choosing both on a spiritual basis and on a temporal basis. It is a time for choosing. We also get to choose to spend Fridays with friends. Rants dropped by earlier. Now, walking on to the set. Surrounded by an entourage of hangers-on and wannabes, ladies and gentlemen, Dory Monson. Yeah, it's warm. It might even be uncomfortably warm. That's life. Deal with it. Shut up about it. Caliban aren't majestic. I've learned that. Nobody is allowed to say my name. Bungie! Oh, I am going down! The cord cut! My hands did not touch the water! I'm springing up near the bridge! Free fall again down near the water. I did it. (laughs) Most people don't know that's how Tom Petty came up with free falling. (laughs) That's exactly right. Oh, well done, Alex. That's fun to hear again. The only live play-by-play while bungee jumping in radio history right there. Yeah. Now, listen, I don't know if you know this because I got to play this again real quick, Dory. But I don't know if you know it, but there's, there's racism in here. Let me oh, see yeah? if we can spot the racism together. Yeah, just listen yeah. to it. Yeah, it's warm. It might even be uncomfortably oh, warm. I That's why I just heard it. deal with it. Shut up about <laughs> Did you, it. I just Did heard you hear it. the racism? I just Did heard the racism. <laughs> yeah. I'm embarrassed by that. Yeah. So this is the uh, the Seattle Times. Um, heat affects heat affects everyone. Let me do my new sky voice. Heat affects everyone, but not equally. News maps show how some places in King County get much hotter than others. Yeah. Right. So no, this I've, goes- I've got the headline. It was above the fold yesterday. Yeah. Uh, a friend took a picture of it and sent it to me. The headline was heat inequality. In county, it's hottest where vulnerable and less affluent live. So I did take a stand against that yesterday. Yeah. I, I announced that I have suspended all of our family's philanthropic donations to heat until heat proves to me that it has a good, solid equity and racial justice program in place. <laughs> good. Yeah. Because Addison Houston, an environmental health mitigation and response planner with Public Health Seattle, King County, Said the areas that have the highest temperatures are associated with other health disparities. Uh, the burden that falls on black and indigenous and people of color and communities is largely oriented with South Sound King. Um, is there, can you think of any other health problems in those areas, Dor? Just any other? Because I know the, 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 the racist sun is getting to people. Right. No, but what, thank God, we, we don't have, like, trench diseases or ocular syphilis or, or drug addiction or, or needle illness. None of that, right? Well, and not only that, but uh, King County and Sound Transit have cut down 
thousands and thousands yes. of beautiful hundred foot tall trees so that they could put up a concrete boondoggle track, the most wasteful and corrupt public agency in the history of the United States of America, makes the big dig in Boston look like a sandbox compared to how we're getting ripped off out here. And so you have, uh, the, and, and then in Seattle and in King County, they want to upzone the entire city and they take all these houses with little backyards, like uh, trees. Ones in, all my friends and trees, and then they tear all that down so they can get uh, a townhouse in, so they can get three sets of property taxes. So, so they create the problem by tearing down trees and upzoning neighborhoods, and then they say, "Oh, and we need your tax dollar to fix the problem that we've created." It's ridiculous. Let me take an opportunity. I'm sick of all of us. I know. Yeah. Let me take an opportunity to thank um, my listeners around the country, courtesy of, of um, that we built, courtesy of Rush, God rest, uh, yes. uh, El Rushbo. And let me just thank them for helping with this sound transit project. You guys in Texas and New York and South Carolina, North Carolina, Chicago, I want to thank you so much for giving money to sound transit that George just described to you. It's a light rail boondoggle. And just to give you an example of this, they finally finished, what was it, Dory, 20 years in the building, an overpass yeah. for people to take their bicycles over the highway to a, we're not supposed to say community college anymore, but it's a community college, 19 million bucks to walk 200 feet across a freeway. Not, not only that, but there was an overpass Two blocks south of there that cars and pedestrians use. There's an overpass with a sidewalk two blocks south of there. Uh, and people are so lazy. They said, well, we'll save them four blocks, two down and two back, if we put in a new dedicated pedestrian bicycle overpass. So, so yeah, it just replicates Something that we already had, and yeah, for tens of millions of dollars, an example. But but they're spending; they're they're already budgeting over a hundred billion dollars for this thing, and it's yeah, it is the most wasteful public agency in the history of the United States of America. Yeah, and and folks around the country are paying for it. Before we get to current news, there's just one thing I need to bring people up to date on something, Dory, because people yeah. don't understand the degree to which the corruption reeks in this area. Um, true or false, everybody? Just in your mind, answer this question. This is true or false. This happened. A CEO of so-called CEO of Sound Transit said what approximates this during a speech. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, one thing I would <clears throat> pardon me, close with is that let's remember that black people. Um, need more help with their jobs. So let's, as white people, uh, make ourselves available to help the blacks with the copy machines and such. True or false? That person said something approximate to that and kept his job. Dory, give my listeners the answer. Did something like that happen with Pete Rogoff? Peter Rogoff, yes. Uh, a guy who gets paid, uh, what was it, 300000 a year? But they had to send him to sensitivity training. But you, you, you hire somebody for top dollar, and they still don't know how to comport themselves in the workplace. It's, this, this is uh, it's quite a value in, there. 
Media and internal reports quoted Rogoff as saying roughly black people need more help at work. And you in Iowa and Texas around the country, California listeners, thank you for paying for that. Yeah. Now, on to the current news. Dory, what's been the, in your mind the story that, that bugs you, that keeps you awake this week, that's just well, it's coursing through your veins? It's also kind of have, has me energized because I don't know what I'm going to do after I'm done with this talk show gig. But uh, I did see a, a listener sent this to me. If you go to the King County Jobs webpage, they have two job postings. One is for inequity, inclusion, and belonging manager. Pays up to $140,000 a year. And uh, that position is in the solid waste division. Uh, which I thought, well, that sounds pretty appropriate. And then they have an equity, inclusion, and belonging manager, too. And that is for the Office of Water and Land Resources at King County. So we're going to start getting a lot of belonging managers. And I have to admit, I had never heard of belonging as a work title, as a job title. So I, I was trying to look for ways so I could figure out how I could be a belonging manager. Yeah. And um, and as you guys know, uh, I love, because you play me out with Guitar Man every week, I love David Gates and Brad. And uh, Alex, we play just a little bit of this so I can help everybody listening know how they can be better belonging managers. And touched my face. I knew that I belonged. Okay, right there. That's all you need to know. Thank you. <laughs> if you touched my face, yeah. and I knew that I belonged. So I've decided that if I get the you know the honor of being a belonging manager for either solid waste or water and land resources, I'm just going to walk around the office silently all day, every day. I'm just going to touch people's face yeah. because according to David Gates, that's how people know they belong. And ordinarily, touching a coworker's face would land you in hot water. You'd go to HR, but yeah. they would see the sincerity in my eyes and they would feel the genuineness in my touch. And so that is how I'm going to be the great belonging manager for King County at $140,000 a year, that seems like money well spent. Couldn't agree more. And now this is, of course, licensed when you meet Dory in public. Feel free to touch his face. Maybe not. No, we no. I already belong. <laughs> don't we come don't back. you touch my face. Your hand doesn't belong there. I'm fine without that. Believe me. Got it. When we come back, she is Antifa, she said, and she's running for Congress to be in your Congress. And she's from the separate country of Washington State. Crystal Marks made some remarks. We'll play them for you next after we check traffic with the right way traffic. Joy Monson's with us, noon to three, Kyle Radio. And uh, Joy, I don't know how well you know the so called deputy mayor of mm-hmm. Burien, uh, Crystal Marks. Yeah. Um, she made herself famous for after a police officer, off duty cop, was attacked, Dory. By four or five youth, youth, you know, yeah. um, at a boat launch, she blamed the cop. He was off duty, no uniform. <laughs> he got attacked, and she blamed the cop. She has yeah. been out in Antifa garb. She's been at some of the protests, and she likes to dress tough. And 
wears sort of like I say Antifa garb. She has made herself the deputy mayor of Burien by pretending that white supremacists roam the streets of Burien. I've talked to some of our mutual friends at the sheriff's office saying, no, nah, actually, I've never made a white supremacist arrest. Listen to her, Dory, explain a vote she made that was insufficiently cop-hating. So okay. she's defending this to her followers. Um, I appreciate uh, very much that there has been outreach done to businesses and uh, definitely have heard from businesses as they write into council in the CTTC. And definitely agree there has been a, a request for additional presence and help of, excuse me, help of some kind. Um, however, businesses do not outweigh the rest of our community by any means. Um, I will, they're just as vital, of course, in some ways. They are part of our economic driver, but if businesses exist without people supporting them, they're not. And we saw hundreds of people marching and saying, please, no more police. So while I get it, uh, and I'll vote in favor of this because city manager is bringing additional options to the table for us, anything that involves hiring more police officers is going to receive um, a no vote on my end when it comes to... It's a deputy mayor of Burien. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Crystal yeah. Marks. Yeah, fewer cops uh, has worked really well in major cities all across the country. Burien itself has a tremendous crime problem, and it's people like her that cause it. And and then when you go after the business community, I mean, Marx is a pretty apropos last name for when you go after right. the business community, the people who create the jobs and provide the taxes so that she can have a job. And she she hates the you know the hand that feeds her and and yes she is she's quite a piece of work I've known a bit of her over the years I I did learn a word from her this week she gave a, a presentation at the city council meeting just this week down in Burien it was it was for Pride Month and I'm not making fun of Pride Month in the slightest. But uh, she uh, said she, she did an LGBTQIA plus uh, presentation or proclamation, and and then they spelled out what all the letters mean. I knew almost all of them: lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, and then there's another A, and that's the plus: a romantic. I, I've never heard that word yeah. before, that there are some people in our society who identify as aromantic. And I, you I know what that means, right? I do. I mean, I could guess. But why? What does it mean, Todd? Sex for sex. Because it feels good physically. A romantic. Yeah, we don't need it. But that's 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 one that's that's uh, that's 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 coming along. Then there is the um, map. Do you know map? M.A.P.? No, no, no. <laughs> no, you'll love this one. No, you do. This is called minor attracted persons. Oh, what we used to call pedophiles, you mean? <laughs> yes. MAPs. Oh. Yeah, I'm a Hey, am I, let's I'm map, right? Non No, I'm not they will say, "Oh, I don't do that, but I should be allowed to." It's just it's a great big growth opportunity for society and we're watching this too in the growth in our area around you mentioned the non-policing and Crystal Marks and she doesn't want any cops. Um, we've seen this increase in shootings at the same time as we're being told we need to shoot little kids up with the mRNA injections. Now, Dora, you know I never talk about the COVID. Right, you, you know, right. I, 
<laughs> I stay far away from that and Tony Fauci. Yes, but you, you observed, should. Right. Yes, obviously. You observe sort of a, a corollary or maybe an opportunity for comparison here. Well, parents will die for their children. We, we, I mean, there is no greater bond than the love and protectiveness that we feel for our children. And now we're starting to get some pretty concrete stats. Uh, Alex Berenson, former New York Times writer, he had the CDC stats yesterday on his Twitter. And we've had per 100,000 children between the ages of 12 and 17 who have gotten the vaccine, uh, about 200 out of 100,000 have gone to the hospital within a week or two of getting the vaccine. Uh, in that same age group, and so it's a apples to apples per 100,000, those who have gotten COVID, about 50 out of 200 uh, out of 100,000 have to go to the hospital because of the disease itself. So the remedy is in kids four times worse than the disease. So if that stat is out there from the CDC, I do not understand why parents are allowing their kids to get injections when it's your job to protect your kids and you know the kid's four times more likely to get an enlarged heart or deep vein thrombosis. I mean, these are some of the things that they're seeing in the kids going to the hospital. And then uh, you, know, you tied it into the shootings, Todd. There was a, a triple drive-by shooting in our Rainier Beach neighborhood night before last. Two guys are fighting for their lives in critical condition. According to law enforcement, most of the shooting victims are black and brown people. There is a horrible gang war. And, and the only way that we've ever made inroads in that was in 1991 through the next decade in New York City when they started stop and frisk. They added police officers. They started stop and frisk. And what happened? Well, you went from 31 deaths per 100,000 people down to three they reduced it by 90%. They saved the lives of primarily black and brown people. And then I have people who say, well, stop and frisk is racist. Well, no, it's not. It was ruled constitutional by the United States Supreme Court, and the justice who wrote the majority decision was Earl Warren. Earl Warren did more for civil rights. He did more from the Supreme Court bench than any justice in history for for our minority black and brown communities and he's the one who said it's constitutional and so now we flip everything upside down we get kids vaccinated even though it's more dangerous we let kids die because they don't like how it looks when you implement the one thing that yeah. we know will save lives. And this seems to be a trend line of the radical left. They care so much more about how things look and how things feel than how reality actually is. And now we, we have children getting sick and dying because of that mentality. And I just I find it amazing when it's our job to protect our kids. I want to stay with clock integrity because, man, I'm big on clock integrity, but I just want to just add one thing to what Dory said, New Jersey Car Radio. Um, I don't know if you saw this. The advice the CDC gave parents whose kids had their hearts swell up after the first shot. So they got myocarditis after the first shot. This is literally the advice. Well, 
if if you if you sort of daughter's heart swole up with myocarditis after the first shot, take some time, make sure that their heart goes back to the normal size, and, and then get them the second shot. <laughs> yeah, that's the literal advice from the Center for Disease Control. Yeah, if 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 I were Joe Biden, I would tell people, stop doing it. <laughs> Stop In a menacing it. whisper. There it is. Dory Monson, certified famous dude. We'll come back on the Todd Hermer Show. Go with God's good grace, Dory. Thank you. See you guys.